Paul Secret, preached in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown on January 24, 1971. The text is Philippians, the fourth chapter, the twelfth verse. I have learned this secret so that anywhere at any time I am content. Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. Hear the word of God as it's recorded there, fourth chapter, beginning to read at the eighth verse. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You are indeed concerned for me, but you have no opportunity. Not that I complain of want, for I have learned, in whatever state I am, to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. In any and in all circumstances, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and want, abundance and hunger. I can do all things. In him who strengthens me. Contentment. Personal 100% contentment. It's something I think everybody wants, but what few people find. Being able to live with oneself in total peace, regardless of any other circumstance, is something that is very dear to the longing of every soul. But it's something that few people find. To be able to live in harmony with themselves and and with God, and with their fellow man, and with all of nature, things that are promised in the opening chapters of Genesis. It's very hard for us to be able to live in contentment with such harmony. It's not because we do not try. The Lord knows how many different ways we have tried to find that inner peace which enables us to go to bed at night and know that we have done the best that we could do. It enables us to find that inner satisfaction which enables us to live full and complete, creative, mature, healthy lives. There are many people who think that contentment is gained through acquisition. You know the type. They are sure that if they could just get some particular thing, life would be wonderful. 
they could get that house, or that certain automobile, or that job, or this position, or this amount of money, for that person to become my mate. If I could only have that, I would be as contented as that cow that is pictured on a can of carnation milk. But you know, no matter how much we're able to possess and acquire within our lap, it always seems as though contentment rests over the next hillside in the vision and in the hope of the next acquisition. Yet many people spend all their times believing that contentment is to be found through acquisition. And then there are others that say, no, no. If you're going to be content, you must find it through isolation. That is, don't get involved with too many things and with too many people. Like the ancient Stoic becomes self-sufficient. And if you want to do something for somebody else, allow him to become self-sufficient. The Stoic philosophy, you know, is one that has been around for many thousands of years. And is one that is basically this. It says if a man is to be happy, you don't add to his possessions, you take away from his desires. Excuse yourself from all of the world. Get rid of any feelings or emotions. Don't want too much and don't lean too heavily upon anyone. And above all, don't give anybody too much and don't allow anyone to heal, to lean too strongly upon you. Get rid of people and get rid of things and when you don't miss them and when you don't miss them then you can be content knowing that in your isolation you have found something that is enough to make you happy. So there are many people who go through life trying to excuse themselves from every responsibility. Oh, they hear the cries of injustice and inequality, but they are content through their isolation. And they are afraid that if they get too involved They'll not only get their hands dirty, but they won't find contentment. And then there are individuals who feel that the way you find this intangible thing for which all of us are seeking, is seeking, is that you find it through resignation. Yes, there are many philosophies out today in paperback form and They've been around for some period of time. But the way you find contentment is through resignation. Don't try to hard. Accept whatever comes your way. Resign to some ideas of fatalism. What will be, will be. Don't worry about it. What's going to happen will happen no matter what you think, no matter what you do. Resign yourself. Well, you have no power. You're not important. Merely react to what happens because of a force of some other circumstance. You know these type of people? They feel that contentment is found not in 
really knowing that they are loved, or trying to do something loving in God's kingdom. They feel that they are nothing more than a pawn to be moved about by some greater force, some stronger opposition, some outer circumstance, some outer stronger power. And all they have to do is react and accept the fact that there's nothing they can do about it. And they feel that they're content if they can learn to do anything through acceptance. And then there's a fourth type of individual. He is included in the group that tries to find contentment through opposition. Basically, he's the individual who tries to be content through his discontent. He's the person who really is not happy until he can find some war to fight. He feels that his discontent must provoke his voice, his action, his endeavor, and only if he is fighting for some cause greater than himself will he ever find contentment. His contentment is in his discontentment. And as long as he can find some cause to go to battle for him, He's all right. We see many of these people in the world today. And if I think you'll find that if you can stand and watch them long enough, you find these people going from cars to cars to cars to cars. As long as they can be contentious, we're content. As long as they have something to fight against and to vocalize against, they're content. I don't know how you're trying to find contentment. Maybe it's through acquisition, isolation, resignation, opposition. The Apostle Paul says it's to be found through relation. Relation of two personalities. The Apostle Paul says that Contentment is difficult to understand. And the key to understanding it, where it's hid, that's a secret. And all people are able to find that secret. But the secret is in a relation, a relationship with the personality of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul says. He says if you're going to have contentment, it's a religious experience. A religious experience that involves a vital, real, powerful relationship of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. He says that because he has this relation, this togetherness with God's Son, Jesus Christ, he is a to be content in whatever state he finds himself. Now, do you know what he means when he says that? Just ponder a few minutes the impact of that statement that I have found how to be content in whatsoever state I am. That means that if he was home or away, if he was well or sick, and sick most of his life he was, whether or not he was rich or poor, had or had not, 
Whether or not he was liked or hated, whether or not he was a success or a failure, no matter what state he was in, he was able to be content. And you see, these outer circumstances had nothing to do with his contentment at all. Nothing. Because whether it was raining or the sun was shining, whether or not he was happy or sad, that made no difference. Because his contentment was not based upon how he feels, how he felt, or what he had, or what he was doing, or whether or not he was considered a success or a failure. It was determined on the fact that he was in a relationship with Jesus Christ. The only thing that mattered to him to be content was whether or not he was one with Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ was one with him. As long as that relationship was intact and he was faithful to Jesus Christ, any wind could blow, any persecution could come, any circumstance could happen, and it made absolutely no difference. Because his contentment was based in his relationship with Christ. You see, he felt that through his salvation, he was actually in the person of Jesus Christ. He felt that when Jesus Christ met him on that Damascus road and invited him into the fellowship of his spirit, and Paul gave himself up, surrendered himself, and entered into the body of Christ, which is today called the church. He felt that he was within the personality, the body, the very being of Jesus Christ. He was in Christ, if you understand that particular type of language. And what's more, Jesus Christ was in him. Paul believed this to the very depths of his soul. He knew everything that Jesus had spoken and had been recorded the thoughts of Jesus. He lived through prayer, through study of scripture that he had, and it was limited in those days. Through contemplation and meditation, he allowed the mind of Christ to come into his mind so that at one place in another one of his letters he is, he is able to say, the mind of Christ is within me. He was so much involved in the life of Jesus that he was able to say, it is not I who live, but Christ that liveth within me. This relationship was so close that it was impossible for anybody to explain Paul apart from Jesus Christ. And equally, was it true that nobody could explain Christianity without explaining Paul? The two were one and the one were two. And the contentment of Paul was based upon whether or not he was being loyal to his friend, his Savior, his Lord, his relationship to Jesus Christ. That's the secret. 
can learn from Paul is to not base our contentment upon the weather, upon how we feel, whether or not we are rich or poor, sick or well, successful or a failure. That's not important. Our contentment is not based upon what other people think of us, but upon our faithfulness to the relationship we have with Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter whether we succeed or fail. What gives us the contentment is whether or not in loyalty to this friend with whom we are so close. 